This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? What you need to know is that Crypto Ray is here and told me to tell you guys hello. Crypto Ray in the house. Shouts yeah, out crypto. to him. Is, well, not is, shouts is out Lil to him, Cappy but shout there? out to him. Yes, I told you Lil Cappy's here. He's been here since like 2 o'clock. Yeah, I know. Lil Cappy hit me up earlier on social, and I'm like, bro, I'm not there tonight. I'm there next Thursday. Yeah, he's, he's, he's taking like pictures and videos with everybody already. But um, Ray said that uh, Paris is doing very well at the blackjack table. So. Oh, really? Yes. Well, maybe you should go play with her. Maybe he'll uh, buy you a key lime pie. Not for 46 bucks. $46 is a lot for a pie. I mean, especially right. if everybody doesn't like it. I, I love key lime pie. I'm a so big fan. I. Me too. Okay, so what you need to know actually in real life is that Golden State Chairman Joe Lacob said he intends for the Bay Area's new WNBA team to be as successful as the Warriors, who, of course, have won four NBA championships in the past nine seasons. That was announced or confirmed today uh, by the league that the Bay Area will have a WNBA team that will play in the same arena as the Warriors. The yet-unnamed team uh, will also practice at the Warriors facility in Oakland. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I saw that was big news today. I saw Momo, you know, talking about that on NBA Today. And yeah, so the, that's cool. So Joe Lacob and the Warriors, their ownership owns the new WNBA team. Is that yep. right? They will take yeah. the floor in 2025. How about that? And he expects uh, that's it to be awesome. just as successful, um, huh? Uh, yeah, listen, the WNBA expanding is not um, is not a surprise. I mean, there's there's literally there was a girl last maybe early this season. Yeah, it was early this season who was a like a top two or three pick a couple years ago that was cut. Like, there's just not enough um, teams for the the talent. You know what I mean? Like, they could expand by at least two teams and still have an incredible product. Like, as far as having the best women's players in the game available to them. So here's my thought. I mean, number one, as a dad of three girls, more opportunity for women in pro sports is an awesome thing. I tried to convince my daughter a couple of years ago not to give up college soccer. You know what she said to me, George? What? Well, what am I going to do, Dad? Go pro? And here's what I said to her. I go, yeah, because in five years, women's professional soccer in this country will be a be much, much bigger, bigger deal yes. than it is yeah. today. So, yeah, mm-hmm. don't be so flippant about it. Yeah, maybe you could go pro, right? But – when you have more teams, more leagues, more opportunities, even if someone like myself really isn't into WNBA basketball, big deal. Still want more opportunity for all of these great athletes, male Joe and Lacob, female. Joe Lacob said that, I'm telling you right now, we will win a WNBA championship in the first five years of this franchise. Book yeah. It. He got yeah. Stephanie Curry playing for him. Kathy. <laughs> I mean, maybe Riley. Like, well, She's got to be, what, like 15, 16, something like that? No. Is that Steph's daughter? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Riley that. Curry, yeah. She's got to be yeah. like at least like 13 by now. Maybe she'll uh, want to be an NBA player. That's a WNBA great player. question. Riley Curry. Uh, no, no. Stephanie see. Curry was way funnier. It is funny, but it, he doesn't have a daughter named Stephanie. No, that's but too I get bad. It. Yeah. Uh, Riley Curry was born in 2012. So, yeah, she's probably she's like 11. Yeah. Okay, so now, maybe she's a little, little far off for her. How old, like, do, like, do they usually get drafted like after one year in college or is it is it different? Um, you can. It doesn't mean that actually happens, though. Okay. But Are there one-and-dones believe... in, in, in the WNBA? Yeah. I don't know. Are there? Yeah. 
Um, well, when the WNBA started, uh, well, actually, they, they these are the rules now in place. Okay, here we go. I found it. Domestic draft entrants must be at least 22 years old during the year in which the draft takes place and have no remaining college eligibility to renounce any future college oh, wow, that's eligibility. Old. International draftees uh, can be must be at least 20 years old. Why do they have to be 22? Isn't the the NBA isn't it 19? Uh, yeah. Well, they have different rules. They're not the same oh. league. I don't know if you realize. I, know, that, I just but, feel like yeah. I know. I just feel like if you're <laughs> they're not. Really? Uh, maybe it's because of what you said. Because if there were so many people, there were so many women that were trying to go out for teams when they were younger. Well, I, I will say this. I, I, I'll say that the, the college game, being as good as it's been in women's college basketball recently, has helped the WNBA, because I think that. The biggest issue people have with the NBA process is if you're not going to let kids run out of high school, the one and done doesn't help anybody because you don't really get enough opportunity to know who these kids are, whether they're playing uh, in college or the G League, right? Like G League Ignite or something like that. You only see them for a few months and then they're in the NBA. Whereas in the women's game, you still have that old school effect that we used to have in the NBA, which allowed the NBA to flourish in a lot of ways, um, which was... Most of the guys, for the most part, early in, in during the, the renaissance of the NBA, or really not the renaissance, the just kind of like the days where it really took off, guys played for at least a couple years. Like Magic played for a little bit. Larry Bird played for a little bit. Like you at least had a couple of years where you knew who those guys were when they came to the draft. There was a lot of hype for them. So like this girl, Caitlin Clark from Iowa, right? She's the best player, arguably, uh, in the country. Her and uh, the young lady from, from LSU, whose name escapes me at the moment. But... Those are the two best players. They just met in the championship game. They might meet in the championship game again this year, for that matter. And so, they talked a lot. There was drama between correct. the two of them, which made somebody like myself, who's not into it at all, go, you know what? Okay, wait a second. That, that's kind of an interesting And 9 million line. people watched, watched that championship game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, it, it, it does – one helps the other, I think. And those two, young, those two young ladies can end up being the magic and bird, right? Like, of the WNBA in a lot of ways. Because we, we will have known them having a rivalry in college, you know? Angel Reese. And I knew that was Angel Reese, thank you. Up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I like her. I like so. both of them. I, I agree. They're both great. So I like uh, Angel right, Reese's that, makeup tutorials on YouTube. Well, there you go. That is what you need <laughs> to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Um, Cappy, we got a couple things that I want to get to. Um, I want to get to Brock Purdy, uh, but I also want to get to you. Um, insulting your blind partner. Okay, and also I want to get to you on ESPN stats and information because we had. A oh yeah, they got blown, back to me last yeah. night after we asked the question right. you 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 wanted asked. Right, and it so. it might actually be an answer for USC fans as to why the defense is what it is. Right, might be right. So let's tease that for next segment. Okay, um, but let's try to sneak in why you ins- how you insulted your. Uh, blind partner, and then we can get to Brock Purdy and how he's a lot like you. Tell me, tell me if this is bad or not. I mean, here's what happened. So I have a friend. uh, This guy's an incredible guy. One of the most inspirational people I swear to you you'll ever meet in your life. This is one of these guys where he's had like three major things happen in his life. He had like got into a monster crazy car accident. My man is in a wheelchair. I swear to you. This guy lost his eyesight because of some like cancer or something. I mean, he's just. He's been so unbelievably successful in business, and along the way, he found himself going from, you know, normal life to now in a wheelchair, now in a wheelchair, now blind. I mean, this guy, it's unbelievable what an incredible human being this guy is. 
So he, he, he uh, sent me a message this morning, George, on LinkedIn. He said, hey, man, I need to, to contact you. Can you get back to me? And then all of a sudden, a couple minutes later, I see my phone ring, and it's him. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? Great. How are you? We have a lovely conversation. Hey, I need you to help me with something. Can you do this? Yes, I can. No problem. I'll get it back to you later in the day. So uh, later, I called him. I go, hey, man, I, I need to email this to you. He said, okay, here's my email address. I said, and then, listen, if you don't mind, when we get together, I really want to show you something. And he goes like this to me. He goes, you do know I'm blind, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no. dog, and I know you're in a wheelchair, too. I mean, I love you. I think you're one of the most spectacular, inspirational <laughs> human beings on the planet. But you texted me. You called me. You right, sent me a message on LinkedIn. You know that blind you people have, e have ways to do that without being able to see, right? Correct. So my thought process was, well, when I say I'm going to show it to him, even though he's blind, there must be a way for me to communicate this to him because we're using LinkedIn, we're using email, we're using text, we're using the phone. I want to show you what, what would have been the right way of saying to a blind friend, there's something I would like to present to you. Yes, present. I saying That's that exact thing, yeah. But, I, but this was in the middle of it all, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't think about that. I was just like, hey, man, listen, this is great to talk to you, and I think we're going to be really successful at this. But listen, when we get together, I, there's something I really want to show you. Oh, so you're not, you don't work with this guy that often. No, no, no. I hadn't heard from him in a long time. And, mm. and so I feel like when he said to me, he goes, you do know that I'm blind, right? I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, yes, I didn't say to you, hey, come run over here. Because anyone so, said to me, you know I'm in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> that would have been, I feel like, yes, that's way worse, yes. Yes. This guy is the most incredible, I mean, I'm telling you guys, one of the most incredible people you will ever meet in your life. And here I was, and I felt so bad, George. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean to insult you by saying, hey, I want to show you something. I was kind of saying, hey, it's just, I don't know, I, I, email, text, LinkedIn, phone. I, I just want to show you this thing, man. offended? I don't know if he was really offended. I'm not really sure about that. I just he was feel just like busting your chops. Yeah, I was well, saying, it I'm, I'm sounds just, like like it's just an honest slip of the tongue. Yeah, but I'm feeling like maybe I'm very paranoid right now. Well, maybe you are. I did say the wrong thing. You might have. You could have texted. I him mean, you or, probably did. Yeah, afterwards and been like, "My bad, I didn't mean it like that." You know, I'm sure. He, I'm sure that people make slip ups all the time. You know. Yeah, I certainly did not mean to insult this gentleman. Nothing but respect and love. Especially I put respect if you on his need name. him. You, you, it seems like you need him, right? Kind of like he needed me, but then I'm like, wait, now I kind of need you. Like, this could be a mutually beneficial relationship. We all know that the words that come out of your mouth, Cappy, sometimes happen faster than your brain, like, processes things. That's true. I'll buy that. I'll go so I that. feel like if he knows you at all, I feel like it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, man, I want to show you something. You do know I'm blind. Yes, I know you're blind. Yes, I do. It makes you that well, much you know more what, incredible. Well, you know what, Cappy? You do have a, one thing in common with, uh, with Brock Purdy, if it makes you feel any better. Okay, Brock Purdy, you mean he's extremely handsome? No, I meant that he's very frugal. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Linz, what is it that Brock, Brock Purdy drives? They were, there's a story about how, uh, you so, know, now he's, make, he's making 870 grand to play for the Niners. You know, he cut taxes, cut it in like half, right? So it's uh, still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. It's like 435 grand. But he's smart with his cash. And maybe some would say frugal, right? Because he drives like a Toyota or something, Lindsay, you said? Well, yeah, he has a roommate, first of all, which I guess people are making oh, well, a big Cappy deal out of Oh, well, Cappy wanted to room with Cam Akers. So well, remember, that. that's why I yeah. asked Cam Akers. I'm like, yo, man, you live alone? He's like, whoa. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, Brock Purdy's like, hey, man, I'm the starting quarterback of the Niners, and I've never lost a game. And you know what? My salary's 850 grand, and after taxes and paying my agent, I'm living on about 350. 
Now, I'm not saying 350 is not a lot of money to real people, but to a starting NFL quarterback, that's like, I mean, this guy can't even go out with Nick Bosa for dinner unless Bosa's well, buying. Well, also, the cost of living is, like, super yes. high in San Francisco. It's the third most expensive city in the country. So him well, having he lives a roommate, in Santa Clara, so it's, it's less expensive. But, yes. Oh, is that where he lives? He lives down in the Santa Clara? I mean, I would imagine. I mean, the stadium is far. Like, you it know, like, far. I don't know where their training facility is, but it's I'm right guessing next it's to not the San Francisco. It's right there, the stadium. Yeah. And the so I'm guessing they door. live out in the outskirts. Yeah. Right, but still, Santa Clara is, like, it's still expensive. Silicon Valley. It's expensive, yeah. yeah. Well, he drives not, a yeah. Toyota Sequoia. Oh, that's a but that's, that's a, a nice, really nice little SUV. SUV. Yeah, no, it's sure. a big SUV. The Sequoia. That's a big one. No, that's what I'm saying it's a nice one. Yeah, so it's a nice car. It's just it's just that I feel like a lot of guys, you know, one of the first things they buy when they get into the NFL is like a big flashy car. Yeah, well, not you know? not a guy like this, but not a guy who's a seventh round pick and the last pick overall in the draft and is just lucky enough to make the team. And then who knew that he was going to turn into this? This is exactly what Marshawn Lynch was talking about on the Club Shay Shay podcast. How when he got into the NFL, he didn't know anything about money. He didn't have every dollar he had to his name was in his pocket. George, Marshawn Lynch walked around with his signing bonus check in his pocket for three weeks because he didn't know what to do with it. I bet I believe it. I've heard that story. Yeah, He had one player on the team who I don't remember exactly who it was because he mentioned his name, but I never heard of the guy. And the guy says to him, he goes, look, I come from a I come from a rich family. I mean, I'm in the NFL, but I come from a rich family. You know, you got to learn how to take care of your money. And when Marshawn said, well, can I use your financial advisor, the kid laughed at him. He goes, no, dude. He goes, he doesn't, he doesn't play with money like yours. He plays with real money. You know. So then he got him another financial advisor, and Lynch tells the story that every dollar he made playing football went into one account, and every dollar he made uh, with off-the-field stuff went into another account, and that's how he saved all his money as an NFL player. Yeah, smart. Real smart. It's See, smart. Brock Purdy's smart. He is smart. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, but you and him have something in common. It wasn't the good looks as you thought it was. Oh, well, I did have a Toyota Sequoia at one point. There you go. There's that gas, too. You really? They got multiple yeah. things in common. Toyota. And by the way, Marshawn Lynch. You know what kind of car Marshawn Lynch drove? A Toyota Corsica. And Club Shay Shay just gave him the binnet. Yeah. About having that, and he's like, "No, man, it's a good car, Corsica." Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of my friends in high school drove a Corsica. It's not like you know. That's not a flashy car at all. Did they really? Yeah. Right. You like the Corsica, George? Uh, I haven't seen a Corsica in a long time. Know, I'm trying to remember like what it looks like. Yeah. I feel like it was like a four-door family car. Yeah. It, it oh, was it like is. A little, no, it's like it a right little here. sedan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it had like that black strip around the bottom of it. I remember it very vividly. She was like the, the first one of our friends to get a, a car. Yeah, nobody could bust her chops about driving a Corsica. Hey, she's the only one with a car. Exactly. I, I had a crappy Chevy Chevette. You guys know what a Chevy Chevette is? No. Google it. It's not oh, I pretty. I remember what a Chevy It's not is, pretty at all. Okay? Yeah. But my best friend, man, he'd call me up. He'd go, get over here and pick me up. And i go, oh, that is ugly. In my car. Chevette? And he'd be like, yeah, dude, I don't have a car. Your Chevette is a Rolls Royce to me. <laughs> a Rolls Royce Phantom. I think Yamaha is giving away a Phantom. I've been seeing signs everywhere for it. Oh, yeah? They gave it away on Monday. No way. Listen to this. They're, the guy that won the Phantom won a million dollars last night on the Wheel of Fortune slot machine. Get what? Out. Yes, the same guy. Wow. Won Isn't a million crazy? dollars at Yamava last night. Yes. Whoa. On the a Wheel million dollars slot. on a slot machine. After he won the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Wow. How, that, uh, like, how, much do you put, how much is a slot machine where you could win a million dollars? Like, what, what is it a hand? It's probably like a $5 it? spin. A million dollars at Yamava at a slot machine? I mean, he, he could have been playing much more than that, but I'm saying the minimum, I, I'm sure, is probably like five, ten bucks a spin. Yeah. This guy won the Rolls Royce and yep. the million dollars. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Linz, it's I, I know we talked about doing picks, picks against the spread here. Oh, yeah. But I, we don't have the games. Here. At least I don't have the games. I'll put them on here right now. I know, but I don't want to do that. We should at least be able to look at them for a few minutes. No, 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 no. This is way better for me. I've gone over the last two weeks. Well, I don't you want to suck put any at thought picking. Right. So, you know. That's because you stink. That's not our nah, fault. It's not our no, fault. No, no. I've done pretty well, Cap. I don't want to put any thought into this. I just mm. want to make off the cuff kind of. I'll do better. That's what I do. I just look at my hand, blah, 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 boom. I feel like nah, it's something we're I'd like to give it a little more thought. At least a few minutes. Okay. You're going to have two and a half minutes. Yeah, but she hasn't put the games up in there yet. I'm gonna I mean, I'm right stalling we here. Can, <laughs> we can do them during the break. We'll look them up. <laughs> and I was like, mm. he, this guy right is not going to do picks up by, on the spread. Uh, he's not going to do it. He's not going to wear the jacket with the hooded uh, t-shirt. No, I would do it. I just, I, I, can we save it for the last segment then? Because I just, I feel like at least I want to look at it for a few minutes. If you want to save it for yeah, the we last can. segment, yeah. we can do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I this also guy cares wanted... about his picks. Me. I see everybody care. do well, every, because I, do, well, do the you, opposite. Because you're getting your ass kicked. That's do why the you opposite care. of what I do. Whatever yeah. you were leading, pick, you would care. Yeah, but I'm not leading. Right. Right. So do the so, opposite so of what I care. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the right. guy on Sunday who tells everybody, hey, I went four yeah. for five. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cappy, we've got some Lakers burning questions. We'll do that coming up next. Um, and then we'll do big deal, no deal, picks against the spread in the last segment. How about that? All right. All right. We got that final hour here. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks, Chris. I hope he didn't play this as a rejoin. I've been busy back here. But I love this song, and I know the song, uh, the movie came out today. This song made me cry, so I wanted to play Shallow. It's a great it song. Is. It yeah. is, right? I like how they go sha la 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 That reminds me of Ariel. Funny. Like the like the little mermaid. The mermaid, yeah. Oh. la 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 Oh yeah. I didn't see the new movie, so. I no, the old one. Oh, okay. They go and even on the right. I haven't I seen the old see. one in like 25 years, so there's Kiss that. the girl. <laughs> yes. Remember he goes sha la 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 even in the theme park when you go into the ride. Great ride. No? Okay. I'm a little. I'm also obsessed with Disney a little bit. So. Yeah, maybe I'll take my kids to Disney over the Thanksgiving break. That's you I should. That's what good I luck finding year. reservations. Oh, really? Is it that hard luck. still? Yeah. It's hard during the holidays. Well, during yeah. the holidays, of course. Yeah, but last is. year, Christmas Eve was bomb. Dot com. Well, Christmas Eve. Is Christmas Eve, though. yeah, dude. All the Hebrew different. brothers were in the house. Shout out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My people. I'll meet everybody at Disney. Yeah. Um, so, Cappy. Yes, sir. Lindsay found these burning Laker questions mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Burning. We didn't get a chance 
to get to them. What do you, like if you had a question mark other than the Anthony Davis needs to play 82 games? Like what are your big questions when it comes to the Lakers? My number I'm one curious question to see what is you this. think. Here's my number one question. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were having this conversation yesterday before we got on the air. Is Austin Reeves a great player or was he previously a great value? In other words, now that Austin Reeves is being paid like real money. Right. Are you, is he still going to be as good as he was because then money will be attached to the game? He was great when he wasn't making very much money, but yeah. will he be great when he's making a lot of money? Yeah, I, I mean, he was an incredible value previously, but what I would say is he is a very – he's still a pretty good value. <laughs> he had $12 million a year. Like, like you know, he, I would say he's still kind of underpaid a little bit. But to, if he continues to put up the numbers he was putting up last year or better, right, because I think that's the idea is he's going to get better – uh, so, yeah, I, I actually still think it's a pretty good value. You know that I told you that a couple of buddies of mine recently hosted him uh, playing golf after mm-hmm. LeBron broke his training camp down in yeah. San Diego? Yeah. They were telling me the story that he was telling them was the way he really made it on the Lakers and the way he kind of gained LeBron's respect was at the time, remember, George, there were guys on that roster, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony. Remember when the Lakers were the old guy Lakers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his story was those guys weren't exactly like working hard. Those guys weren't exactly like running real hard in practice. He's yeah. like, so I just played the way I play, which is playing hard all the damn time. Yeah. And that's what kind of put me on the radar. I mean, of like really LeBron's radar, you know, is that, you know, you were around a bunch of older dudes that really didn't want to put in the effort. Back right. Then. And he stuck out and he's a very smart right. player. And LeBron loves playing with smart players. Yeah. So that's one big question. Will Austin Reeves be as great as he has been when he was very inexpensive. Another big question for me, I feel like this name has been completely under the radar this entire offseason. But if you'll recall, this was the Lakers' first move into free agency. What is Gabe Vincent going to bring to this year's Laker team? Uh, Good defender um, on on defense at the point of attack. Uh, Can shoot the ball. Um, and also he, he's more than just a, like, he can, he can put the ball on the, on the floor and make a guy miss and pump fake and, and, you know, get a better shot closer to the rim or even get to the rim. Like he's, he's a nice player. You know what I mean? Like for, you know, again, in that $10 million range, like he's a good player. Like, I don't think, I, I think that's what he is, right? Like that's the, that's like solid value for him at that price. But how much does he play? Like, if D'Angelo Russell is your oh, starter. Oh, he's going to play, like, 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm just saying, if D'Angelo Russell's your starter, what what is Gabe? I'm wondering this. Right. I'm curious to see, like, what will Gabe Vincent's role be? Well, Gabe Vincent can play with anybody. Like, that's the one thing. He's very malleable uh, as a player. He's played with a lot of different players. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He can do that stuff if you need him to as a backup player. But um, And he had to learn that, by the way. He was not that. When he was at uh, UC Santa Barbara, he was a scorer uh, in college, and they've turned they Miami turned him into more of a point guard um, because they saw that he had that potential in him. So, yeah, I think that's who he is. Like that, that he's just a guy at twenty twenty five minutes that will swing um, between shooting guard and point guard depending on who's on the floor with him. Yeah, it's a question mark. Um, one that I'm certainly looking forward to. Um, I will say uh, this that I'm curious to see, because I hear these stories now coming from Lakers training camp. Darvin Ham, LeBron James, in the best shape I've ever seen him look. Man, that looks like year three or four LeBron. Yeah, on day two of training camp. I Don't we all expect LeBron to come in as fit and as lean and as mean and as ripped 
as we all I mean that's who LeBron is. Right. But but what we need and this is my biggest this is everybody's biggest storyline going into the season. How healthy can he be? How many games can he play? And the same exact question stands for Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that's for sure. When you look at those two guys, it's really just about availability. You know what I mean? At the, at, with those two guys. And Anthony Davis particularly, right? Because LeBron, as I mentioned to you yesterday, gets that grandfathered in because of his age that he gets that he still can get some rest, right? So I, I think that that will help the Lakers too. But it to me, this is about Anthony Davis. And it, it, we've said this for years. If Anthony Davis is what he can be, living up to his potential, then the Lakers will be right there in the mix for a championship. Like, that's who they are. To me, the question is, who starts at the three? Like, I'd rather start Rui yeah, than um, and bring Vanderbilt off the bench. Mm-hmm. But I can understand if you're going to start D'Angelo, why you would have Vanderbilt playing there, because I think Vanderbilt is still a better defender than Rui. Yeah, um, I mean, the way the starting lineup is uh, is kind of listed or assumed would be Anthony Davis, Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron, Austin Reeves, and D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt. Question about Rui. What is his role? Is he a starter? Is he a, is he a guy who comes off the bench? I mean, they did pay him a pretty, pretty good amount of money. Um, but he might be better coming off the bench. Yeah, I think his role would be more fulfilled if he did that. That's just me personally, but... You know? are, are any of these other guys, though, think about these names when everything was being done. You know, Torian Prince, Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish. Um, Those guys are guys. decent little are decent players, I would say. They're not little. They're big dudes. But um, they're decent players. You know, like, I'm not as big on Torian Prince, but at $4.5 million, like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he could, he's one of those guys, Torian Prince, one of those guys that some nights you're going to be like, whoa. That guy's better than, way better than a $4.5 million player. And then some days you're going to be like, ooh, yeah, I see why he's a $4.5 million player. Yeah. In the meantime, we just had a conversation about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's an $850,000 starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Torian Prince is a $4.5 million third-string NBA player. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. When you've been you got to play league, basketball. Dog. Basketball and baseball. That's the way to go. Stay away from well, football. It's, it's guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, most of it. For the most Basketball part. Basketball and baseball, man. That's where you make the money. Yeah. So those are my questions, uh, the burning questions. You did a good job with the burning questions, Cappy. Yeah, they were all right. We had this conversation yesterday before we hit the air. We never got to it. So yeah. they're kind of written down here for me. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's still uh, good. Well, I mean, I ad-libbed a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't just read them. Yeah. Is Austin Reeves truly a great player, or was he just a great value last year? You know, you see the way I spiced it all up, George? Correct. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Hey, Cappy, uh, all right. did Big- you see that picture from uh, that LeBron posted where he looks like he's coming out of, like, the cryo chamber? I did like not. Smoke Where can I see stuff. that? No. I think he posted it today, either on his stories or on his Instagram. Great. Look at his Instagram. I do notice that LeBron has essentially been uh, offering his services to the Kelsey brothers, who have a, you know, like this. Well, he, he loves podcast. their show. He wants to be a guest on their right. show. Right. Yeah. I know. He's like, hey, guys, you know, we're all Cleveland guys. Cleveland. Well, and LeBron is also big on, like, you know, football. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's putting on his Instagram, his picks, all that stuff. So. Why don't we invite LeBron to come do picks with us? Okay. I mean, we could. Oh, here it is. Oh, I'm looking at this picture right now. It's a great. It's a great. I mean, his shoes. I love. I just love how he, his whole vibe. I just love it. I just like that LeBron and AD are together, and then LeBron, AD, and Austin Reeves are together. That's the big three, baby. Those shoes are dope. I'll get you a pair. I think yeah. those are. Well, I got to get a pair of Reeves. I got to get a pair of Austin Reeves. 
I don't know where to get them. Do, can I only buy them online? Can I buy I them in a so. store somewhere? I really? I don't think they sell them in stores. Yeah, I wrong. wouldn't go to a store anyway. So, yeah, I got to get a pair of Austin Reeves sneakers. Don't you think those would be cool, George? Sure. Why not? Sure. Uh, all right, Cappy. Before we get to big deal or no deal. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. All right, so your boyfriend, Cappy, Tom Brady, his part ownership stake in the Las Vegas Raiders is being held up currently, and that is in part Mm. because of the discount that he was given. Apparently, it's believed that Brady might be getting a discount of as much as 70% for his uh, share in the Raiders. He's believed to be buying between 5 to 10% of the team, who were valued to be worth $6.2 billion by Forbes this past August. Is it a big deal, both that Tom Brady is getting such a big discount to buy into the Raiders, and that the deal might not get done because of it? Cappy, you go first. I'd say it's a big deal. I mean, I'm not clear yet on the discount because you said the valuation of the team was $6.2 billion. Is that right? So let's do the math because I'm not good at it. If he's buying 10% of the Raiders. Right. That should be $62 million. Okay. And they mm-hmm. said he's getting a 70, approximately 70% discount. Okay. So let's just say it's – I can't do the math. Call it $10 million. 70% of, t- of how much million again? Of, six, of $60 million. Okay. I don't know what the math is, but yeah, Whatever. you got it. Let's yeah. just call it $10 million. So if Tom Brady gets to buy 10% of the Raiders for $10 million rather than sp- paying $62 million. That's crazy. And who is, who is the per- I guess, is it Mark Davis that's giving him this insane discount? Uh, it would appear so, yes. And then who's, who is the governing body that won't allow this to happen? I think it's the other NFL owners. Hmm, wow. Shareholders. I'll they go big deal it. because I think this, I, I think that... Um, the Raiders, or I think Mark Davis, thinks Tom Brady is an asset to have as an owner, as a partner, and he brings value in places other than just straight cash. So $10 million in cash is the actual hard money, but the $50 million that we're not asking him to put in in cash, we're going to get that out of him by using his fame, by using his name. I'm not really sure what the Raiders get for that. So, yeah, I think it's kind of a big deal. I'm proud um, we figured out the math on that. I, I would say, I mean, do we know he's getting 10% or is did you just make up that number? No, this is what all of the, this is all according to the post that that's, post? that's the, uh, I think it's the Washington post, but it could be, let me, let me double check. Wait, that he's buying 10% of the team? Yes, they, that's their report is that he is buying 10, 5 to 10% of the team. Oh, 5 to 10 is a different swing though. Yeah, that's <laughs> you a big know difference. I mean? That's a big difference. That's well, not they, like they a small amount. <laughs> they reference, I mean, if he's getting 70%, it is kind of a small amount for Tom Brady. You know, you're talking about a difference of what, like $3 million? If he's getting uh, 70% off? I mean, that's, I, that, that is, I just don't understand the discount. Like, unless, yeah, I, unless well, they say, hey, look, you know, his value is, is greater than just his cash. Like, Shaquille O'Neal may own a piece of a team, but he may not have actually had to put in cash money. He may, have, he may be using his name as, as an asset yeah, if somebody and, thinks there's value there. 
And that's what apparently um, that's what so, Mark uh, Davis feels. So I'll it give you an example. Post. Derek Jeter, when he was owner of the Marlins, had a 4% franchise stake and had one of these and only put in $5 million. So, and granted, the Marlins aren't worth, they're only worth $1.5 billion, right? Compared to the Raiders, like six. So it's four times more. But um, he didn't put 4% of the franchise value and he only put $5 million. They gave him a sweetheart discount deal to like Lindsay's referring to. Right, but they're saying that the NL, the other NFL owners, so 24 of the 32 owners have to approve the approve deal. Approve this, yes. And they're saying that at that rate, at the discount that he's been given by um, by Mark Davis, it's not likely to go through. Hmm. I wonder, no, of I course not. Why. I wonder why. Because um, why would they Why would they approve that? Well, but what's the damage to the other owners? They want them to pay well, up. Well, but then the other then other people are going to be like, other, like, former, like, other like, it's it just damages their business model, yes. is okay, what I'm let guessing. Me give, let, me, let me give you guys an example. You ready? Um, your neighbor's house is worth a million dollars, and your other neighbor's house is worth a million dollars, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's house in the neighborhood is worth a million dollars. Well, guess what? Um, one of the neighbors needs to hurry up and get out, so they decide to sell their house for $250,000. You know what that does to everybody else's value? It takes it down. Right? right? Does that make right. sense? Yes. Well, well, but that's what they're doing here by giving him a discount. Right, but what, it, but what it does not do, at least in my own estimation, I mean, we're just thinking about this for the first time, but it doesn't reduce the value of any of the other teams. Right? Like, it's not like the Cowboys are like, right. the Cowboys are worth $10 a, billion. It, it, set, it sets a precedent that you can bring guys in for less than the actual value of the team. Well, that's an owner's individual choice, should they want right, to Right, but that. that would imagine that opens up a Pandora's box is what the other owners are thinking. Well, why? Because if I'm, if let's just say, for example, let's say I own the Chargers, right? And and I decide that I want to give Phillip Rivers a piece of the team. Um, what, Phillip Rivers now says, but I want a 75% discount. You either decide, okay, yes, you get the Brady deal, or no, I'm not doing that deal. I'm not really sure the damage that gets done to the other owners. That's if somebody can explain it to me, I'm happy to change my well, mind. Again, you're giving away a, a valuable asset for less than the actual value of it. What's the point of that? Like, what? It, what? Why are you giving him a discount? He can afford it. Be, well, apparently, because you think that he brings something else to the table other than cash, is what I'm saying. Okay, I, now, I, I don't get know if it. The, I don't know if there's I, enough value I, there. But I think that that's 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 the that's the equation here. Okay, like that's the problem is that other owners are like, well, what does that actually mean? Yeah, the value is not actually quantifiable. Like right. His marketing value or whatever you're, you're calling it. It's not, you can't quantify that. And so then if other guys want to be like, hey, I want to buy into this team, well, look what they did for Tom Brady. And then it just puts pressure, like unnecessary pressure on the other owners to uh, approve a similar deal, I think. Right. I don't he see needs it that to way, put, if, okay. if he's going to get 10% of the team, he needs to put $62 million in. By the way, 10% is what the other owners are saying. 10% is a giant chunk. It is. It is a, a massive chunk. Right, I mean, but that's what they're saying. If the team is worth six billion, let's say, then he needs to put sixty million dollars to get ten percent. Yeah, and I bet you he wouldn't do that. Even if he had okay. it, I bet you he, he wouldn't do it. He lost sixty million in that whole FTX thing to Sam Bankman Fried, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know how I much he lost. I don't remember the there, exact but, numbers, but yeah, yeah, I don't know either. I was just trying to make a comment, joke, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Something what about that money he lost. Okay, so according to a recent consumer survey by Whip Media, Warner Brothers Discovery Max has turned in the highest total customer serv- customer satisfaction rating among U.S. subscription streaming services. Say that ten times fast. So Max also topped the study last year, and number two was Disney's Hulu, and number three was Disney+. Plus. 
Uh, Netflix, which ranked second overall in 2021, dropped to fourth last year, and this year it went even further, down to sixth place. Wow. So Netflix ranks first for both user experience and suggesting programming, but it comes in dead last in perceived value. I totally agree with that. Um, so is this survey a big deal or no deal, George? I don't know. I don't know if we really can read the metrics on any of this stuff. Like, I mean, I think the individual people have the metrics, but how do we know the other people that are create that are like coming up with this data have the exact metrics they need to have? Well, I could say the perceived value of, of Netflix. I feel like most people I know are like, ah, screw Netflix. Like, it's it's lame. Like, there's nothing there for me anymore. I feel like they very. That's the one I could definitely drop of all the streaming services. I could let Netflix go. I I agree with that. I just got to say, um, I have Max, I have Netflix. I can't remember the last time I've watched either. Between Max, Netflix, and the gym that I'm a member at, and the LA Times that I'm paying twice, I gotta, I gotta get this thing straightened out, man. I'm just I love Max. burning cash. God, it's I love irritating. Max. George, do you watch Max? Not really. Like, unless there's like a reason to go there, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think, think that's the last thing I watched there. I mean, winning time. Yeah, that was it, but I haven't seen season two, so at least I've still got Max, so I can at least um, watch season Because here's two. the thing. Like, I still DVR, like, certain shows like that I watch. Like, I watch John Oliver and Bill Maher every week, right? And I don't always watch it live on Friday nights, because now, especially because I'm traveling. But I'll go back and watch it over the weekend at some point, probably Sunday nights, usually, because Oliver I'll watch live more times than not, um, or maybe after Sunday night football. But, yeah, it's, it's just kind of one of those deals where I uh, – I still DVR certain things. I can't believe you do that, and I only say that because I gave up DVRs because I feel like anything I want to watch, I can find some other yes. way. For example, on demand, but, right? Like so. For example, let, let's say I, I right, watch but it NFL also game. is on demand if I recorded it already. That's true. I'm saying I, I don't. I don't <laughs> have. I don't have any DVRs left. I literally gave up these recording devices because I'm like, okay, let's say for example, I want to see a game from earlier in the week youtube tv has all the games still from earlier in the week right yeah but here's what i do like i like to i liked and i know you can do this on youtube and youtube tv and all that stuff too but there's a thing to me like i work so outside of week one when i'm doing college football i will look for the team i'm i'm gonna have the following week that I, if i know ahead of time like i know i'm gonna have idaho and montana i'll be i'll now their their games are probably gonna be tough to find on on linear television um, although they do have FCS games on like ESPN2 and ESPNU every week. Um, but let's say they are, for argument's sake, because my game is going to be on ESPN2 next week with them. So let's say they're on ESPN2 this week as well. I'll record their game. And then that way I can go back and watch it on the big TV, right? Not on my computer. And I know I could throw it up and beam it up onto a TV if I wanted to. But it's just easier for me to just have my remote and start and stop and rewind and let me say oh let me see that play one more time and like those little things to me are just like habit for me um so that's why i prefer like from game perspective when it comes to prep i do uh, i try to record on tv those shows i just have them on a, on a recording pass like it's just been recording forever so there's just certain shows that i just record those two particularly because i feel like a i mean they're both funny um and b i i like to when i'm not dealing with sports I'd, I'd like to kind of know, like, what's going on in the rest of the world, right, in a lot of ways. Um, and I feel like they bring a unique perspective to the pre presentation of news. So I, that's just it. It's just me being able to sit there and watch it um, and be able to pause it if I want to. 
Um, and I guess I can do all that stuff with Max too, but it's just a, a force of habit that those things have been on my DVR forever and they're not going anywhere. I don't have a lot of other stuff on my DVR, but usually games and those shows I will watch on my DVR. God, I have no idea what's going on in the I was going to say, they, thank you for that very specific breakdown of how the Sedano household uses the digital video recording. Well, it's just me. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch stuff. Um, yeah, like if it's just certain shows, I'll just watch on the DVR because I want to watch it on the big screen. And I know I could do it on Max too, but it's just like, eh, it's just an extra step. I'm already watching my direct TV. Then Does I got to go and extra? get the other. Huh? Does it cost extra like to have the DVR every month? Oh, yeah, there's definitely a charge for I think DVR. it's like oh. six bucks or something yeah. like that. Oh. I don't think it's like, or five, five bucks. It's not like a lot of money. You know what I mean? You know so, what but I, I like it. But again, for me, the game prep to me. The start and stop in uh, like in a way that I, I don't feel like I can do it. like Because when I do it on, my, on YouTube, let's say I have to watch a game on YouTube, like I did this week. I had to watch William & Mary on YouTube um, because their broadcast is not a national broadcast. So I have to like stop it on uh, with my cursor, and then I gotta like, and then I gotta skip through the commercials. So I'm kind of like scrolling, and I can kind of see the commercials as I'm scrolling through the bar. But like, it's just easier. I just hit on my if it's on my TV, I hit, you know, three times, and I can see right when the game starts again. I hit play; it'll go back ten seconds and right into the game, and I don't miss a second. Like it just, I don't know. It just feels easier to me to do it off my DVR, particularly when I'm prepping for games. By the way, speaking of game prep. Shout out to uh, Dustin Fox, who's currently on the call for the Western Kentucky. Yeah, he's Louisiana doing the Tech Thursday game. night game, right, on ESPN. Yeah. Yep. Who? Dustin Fox. Dustin Fox, a buddy of ours. Cleveland alert. Uh, we work together in Cleveland. And, and he, he's doing it with Drew with Carter, George. who's a really young, up and coming, great broadcaster uh, from Syracuse. Um, and he uh, just got the Boston Celtics job. Well, he's doing the road games for the Boston Celtics because uh, Gorman is going to. Uh, their longtime broadcaster is going to retire after this season. He's just doing home games. Well, I just George. read about this kid who's a recent graduate of USC who's becoming right. the Clippers broadcaster. Oh, and, and broadcaster. by the way, that Drew Carter kid was the kid that did the Toy Story game. Gotcha. Yeah, with but Booger this, McFarlane. Who, who's the the kid that's becoming the Clippers broadcaster, like straight out of USC? The guy who won the Jim Nance Award this 22. year for like, yeah, he's, oh, he's like a, I don't know. I didn't see that. Twenty-two Who took years over old. For Noah is what you're saying. Yeah, he's a twenty-two-year-old kid. I'm surprised you guys didn't all talk about this because he's you know he's of Mexican descent. So I mean, yeah, but I did yeah, not. Bet, I didn't know. I didn't even know they Beto hired somebody. Him, yeah, Beto yeah. what? Beto knows, Beto knows him. him. Oh, of course. Yeah, Beto I didn't know they. Everybody. I didn't know they hired somebody. Yeah, so it's a good story. I mean, my goodness, twenty-two years old. Great Man. story. What's his name? I can't remember it. Beto, you're listening. Beto will know. I'd like to know. That was a great story. I read it the other day. Here it is. I found it now. Car- Carlo Jimenez. I'm seeing it here. Carlo Jimenez to be named the new radio's, radio voice of the Los Angeles Clippers. I've seen that kid before. I've yeah, seen him somewhere. Everywhere. He looks familiar. Yeah. Oh, no. Good for him. You guys, you guys um, Tommy Tommy has the new intern. Um, I, I forget what her name is. She went to San Diego State, Cappy. Uh-oh. She, uh, I think her name's Reagan. She's currently got... So. Has her hand inside of little Cappy. Puppy, no, girl, go away. No, right no, girl, girl, bye. No, he's, he's no. recording her on video and he's asking her to say certain things. He's got no. a piece of paper. He's asking her to read things. Oh my god, I need to take a picture of this. Reagan. Please back away from yeah. the doll. Not a doll. Puppet. A puppet. Please come on. Sorry, little Cappy. Back away yeah. from the puppet, girl. This is so sus right now. She looks terrified. Yeah. <laughs> he's interviewing her. Yeah. All right, Lynn's. We got a break. All right, Cappy. We only got like. Five minutes to do mm-hmm. these picks. Okay. We can do it. So, Laura, hit the music quickly. Gotcha. All right, Cappy. First game. Hold on. Let me pull it up. All right. Eagles-Rams. Eagles are four-point favorites against the Rams. 
We don't know if Cooper Cup's going to be back. Eagles have been obviously really good this year, undefeated. The Rams have played uh, valiantly as well. I'm going to go with the Eagles in this one. Um, it, I feel like the number is going to be right at four. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like we're going to push on this one. But if I had to go one way or the other, I'm going to take the Eagles because I just think they're the better team. So I'm going to make the Eagles, and, and that's my five. Yeah, oh, wow. Um, I am going to go the opposite direction. I'm going to take the Rams because they play really hard for this coach. I think Cooper Cup will come back. It's just a guess. And you might be right. It might be a four-point game. I'll take the Rams. I don't feel overly confident. It's my one. Okay. Um, Lindsay. Um, I'm also going to pick the Eagles like you, George, but I'm not super confident in it, so I'm going to make that my two. Okay, fair enough. Laura? You can skip oh, me. Rams, Rams five. five. <laughs> All right, Cowboys, Niners. Um, this is the battle of potentially the, you know, two of the three best teams in the NFC, Cappy. Uh, I think the Niners are the best team in the sport, okay? Uh, but I think the Cowboys have shown that they are a force to be reckoned with as well. I'm gonna li- I like the Niners because they're at home, but four is a big number in a, in a game where I think the teams are, are fairly close. So I'm going to take the Niners, and that's my one. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm just going to go out here on a, on a limb here and take the Cowboys. I, I read something about the health of their offensive line and it being kind of back together again. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm, I've been getting destroyed, and this is probably why I keep going over. I'll take the Cowboys to cover, and that is my Lynn. two. Um, I'm going to go 49ers because I think they're the best team in the NFL, and I'm going to make that my four. Laura. All right, I'm going to take the Cowboys, and I'm going to make that my three. Okay, next game, we've got Packers-Raiders. Raiders are one-point favorite at home, which means the Packers are probably the team that's going to win this game. I'm going to do this thing that I don't think I should be doing, but I'm going to take the Raiders at home, having them – if they don't – they got to start winning games. If they don't, this mm. thing is over. Um, so I'm going to take the Raiders, and I'll just make it my two because I'm not, like, super confident. I've decided that I can never take the Raiders again as long as Josh McDaniels is their coach because he'll always mm-hmm. find a way to screw things up. Packers, five. Wow. All right, Linz. Wow. Um, I'm going to go Raiders because I feel it's a, like it's a bounce-back week and they got something to prove, mm. and I'm going to make that my one. Okay, Laura? I mean, the Raiders just ugh. So I'm going to go with the Packers, and that's going to be my two. Okay, fair enough. Next game, we've got Chiefs at the Vikings. The Vikings are a three-and-a-half point. Are they a three-and-a-half point? They can't be right. I wouldn't think so. That's what it said on ESPN, but double-check me. No, there's no way that's the case. I could have misread it. Um, no, it's here. the Chiefs are a three-and-a-half yeah. point favorite. I just put go. it in the wrong place. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, difference. there's no way the Vikings are favored against <laughs> the Chiefs. Um, yeah, so the Chiefs are a three-and-a-half point favorite. Okay, so that obviously changes things a little bit. Um I think the Vikings cover it. The Chiefs have struggled, man, particularly on the road. Um, and I, I feel like they did this thing with the Chiefs where they did with Tom Brady for a number of years where they're like, hey, we've got Tom Brady. We can just put anybody out there at receiver and he'll make it work. And that's kind of what they're doing with the Chiefs in guys not named Kelsey, kind of like guys not named Gronk. So I think the Vikings finally got it together this past week against Carolina. So I, I think they cover the three and a half. I think the Chiefs win by three. So I'll take the Vikings and that's my three. I hate this game because I'm going to play the game. I'm actually going to bet the game, but I'm going to bet the over in the game. But I hate the line. I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to take the Chiefs. I say go out on a limb. They're the favorites. But what I mean by that is the Vikings are another one of these teams that find ways to screw things up. And like you said, the Chiefs haven't exactly been overly impressive. I'm just going for it. Chiefs, and that's my four. All right, Linz. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and I'm very confident in that, so I'm going to make it my five. 
Okay. All right, Laura. Well, I think I'm going to go with the crowd minus the Dono. I'm going with the Chiefs, and that's my four. Okay, fair enough. So this could be a big move for me here, potentially. Mm-hmm. Last one, we're Jets, all, Broncos. Uh, Broncos are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Jets. Look, everyone's all up on Zachy now. Oh, Zachy was so good. You know what? The Broncos won a game in a game they were down big, too, on the road. Mm-hmm. I think the Broncos keep it going. Broncos, my, the two-and-a-half is what got me. I think they win by at least three Broncos, and that's my four. Cappy. Jets, it's my three. Linz. Um, Jets and my three, too. I had the same thing, Cap. Lauda. I'm going to go with Sedano. I got the Broncos, but I'm not confident. That's my one. All right. Excellent stuff. All right, so we're we done here. It. We got it. Now, Georgie, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. you are mm. got, you got the William & Mary Virginia game, so you're not here yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm taking a red eye tonight um, to Charlottesville. Okay, and Beto's here tomorrow. But, guys, last segment of tomorrow's show, I'm bouncing. I'm going, my daughter's in the homecoming court. I'm making it for that, bro. All right, okay. yeah, last segment. Congratulations. Thank you. Have fun with that. Thank That'll you. be cool. Safe travel. All right, we're done here. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, Arayamaba, Laura, Funchy, whoever else was back there. See ya. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.